0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. You're listening to Wicked Sources, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike, broadcasting live from Los Angeles. Every week, I bring you news information that could affect you, including alternative products that can bring a little comfort to your life. For our awesome culture and community of smokers, vapers, stoners, and all-around hippies, If you like what you hear and you want to stick around, consider subscribing. Before I begin today's podcast, I want to shout out my sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you've ever wondered about starting a podcast, now is the best time. Anchor.fm allows you to record, add music, transitions, and so much more. They'll even help you distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, all automatically. Anchor.fm. Try it today. All right, welcome back, everybody. So today, we're going to catch up on some vaping regulation news. So sit tight. We're going to cover some stuff. Recently, I came across an article by the New York Times, and it's pretty interesting. I want to share it with you guys. Youth vaping declined sharply for a second year, the new data shows, and this is pretty interesting. Over the course of the last two or three years, they have been saying that the youth Uh, epidemic of vaping has grown substantially, but here we have some new data showing that it's actually dropping. Let's find out what could be the reason. After which, we have another um, specific details relating to one of the brands we deal with, and uh, they sent us some pretty good news, and I want to share that with you as well. So let's start with this one, the New York Times. This came out a few days ago. Youth vaping declined sharply for a second year, new data shows. Now that it has stopped selling most flavored pods, Juul has become far less popular with teens than brands offering disposable fruit and candy flavored devices. Teen use of electronic cigarettes fell sharply in 2021, the second consecutive year of big declines according to the government's annual National Tobacco Survey. This year, It's 11.3% of high school students reported that they currently vape, down from 19.6% in 2020 and strikingly lower than the 27.5% reported in 2019. Even with the drop, the survey found that more than 2 million high school and middle school students were currently using e-cigarettes. And because of the declines came during the pandemic, some public health experts questioned whether the data really signaled a change in youth vaping trends over the long term. This is something I Considered myself uh, due to the pandemic where everyone was locked indoors, everyone had to order stuff online, and therefore it may have been harder, especially with the regulations as of um, over the course of the last couple of years. Some regulations impl- uh, forced us retailers to implement age verification at checkout for online purchases, um, among other things as well. So, e cigarettes came on the market in the United States. In the early 2000s, devices designed to give smokers uh, the nicotine fix they crave without the carcinogens that come from burning cigarettes. But through that, over the years, by 2018, we did start seeing a large number of young people finding interest in it as well. In a statement, the director of the FDA said that the new Data remained concerning, particularly the popularity of flavored e-cigarettes, which were banned by the Trump administration but remain on the market in certain forms through a regulatory loophole. And if you guys remember, what had happened was um, the administration had banned anything that was a closed system. So a pre-filled pod, like a Juul pod, is a pre-filled device that was banned if it was flavored. But if it's a disposable, Flavored device, then it's okay. And this is what they're saying here. According to the report, nearly 85% of youth e cigarette users said they used flavored products. The most common flavors were fruit flavors, but also included candy, mint, and menthol, consistent with prior years. We're equally disturbed by the quarter of high school students who use e cigarettes and say they vape every single day, pointing to the data that shows 27% of regular users are daily users the American Heart Association expressed concern as well. The results show that the crisis of e-cigarettes use among youth remained very high and very much alive, even with kids spending large amounts of time at home during the pandemic. The Heart Association said in a public statement, with millions of children having returned to school this fall, immediate action is needed to prevent the sale of flavored e-cigarettes and other tobacco products, including menthol products. So the reason why this was interesting to me, is that they did find a decrease in the numbers, and they're wondering if it had to do with the pandemic and everything being locked down. I myself questioned the same data as well. I wondered, well, if they're home and they can't get access to it from local stores that may turn a blind eye to uh, minors, um, then they couldn't get access to it. However, over a course of the two to three year period, there's been a decline. I mean, from 27% to 19% down to 11%. Could it be that maybe as they run these surveys, more of these students are deciding not to participate in the survey or just declining to answer or even saying, no, we don't, vape. considering that they saw what happened when they were straightforward and honest and answered honestly on these surveys, what happened? They immediately began to ban a lot of flavored options. Jewel was the number one target at that time. It's only a matter of time till we see disposables um, in their crosshairs. So it's um, it's very difficult to know what uh, we can expect down the road. But I suspect that disposables are not going to be. Off the table. They will at some point decide to do something very, very similar to disposables as well. Um, It's great to know that the numbers are dropping, but I would say let's wait and see for another couple of years and see if we maintain these lower percentages. It's still a high number, and I've said this before. Some of you may agree and some of you may disagree, but as a parent myself, it is my job to educate my kids. I do not like the idea that the government is going to step in and decide what happens in these instances. If we begin to ban all kinds of things, then versus actually educating our kids, that is a big problem. When you tell teenagers, don't do this, they typically will want to do it. But if we can find a better way to educate our kids, In understanding how their bodies work, how their brains work, how chemicals work. We are a chemically driven species. So, um, this is, I feel, a better approach to helping them better understand when they put something in, something happens. Understanding what happens and what is going on chemically may help them make better choices, in my opinion. Um, Ultimately, I don't agree with the strict regulations that are coming down the road. I can see that um, if we look overseas, tobacco has been a huge target for regulation. If you If we look in Europe, uh, parts of Europe have been so aggressive towards tobacco it's nearly um, destroyed an entire industry and has forced a lot of small businesses to go under because they just can't survive with strict regulation like this. And we may see something very similar here in the States. Overall, I would love to know what you guys think about this and how it is you may have been affected. If you have children who vape, please take time and speak to them. You know, it's a a better approach, I think, versus just the authoritative approach of don't do this. Don't use this. This is bad for you. Those are just generalized try to go in depth, try to help them understand. I feel one of the aspects of the education in this area should include what addiction is, what it looks like, what it can do to the body, how it interacts with the brain, and um, try to help them understand or better recognize what addiction looks like in all facets, because we see it uh, in our society across the board. Tobacco is just one thing, but food can be addictive, and gaming can be addictive. Many things can be addictive that our youth currently use, but we're not seeing the type of regulations in these areas. So all in all, I think the data is good news. We are going to need some more time to reflect on that. We're going to need some more time to see where it leads to, if we can sustain these lower numbers or get them even lower. Uh, Again, I did say that I, I have a strong feeling that more of these young people are deciding to answer no to these surveys rather than yes, because they remember how regulation may have made it harder for them to get their hands on. So let's move on to this email I received from Solace. If you're not familiar with Solace, they're a major vape brand and vape manufacturing company. Uh, Their facility is uh, in charge of manufacturing for multiple other brands, including their own. Solace is their own brand. But this is what they said. They sent me an email and the subject says, FDA rescinds MDO for Solace Vapor e-liquids. Dear business customers, we are pleased to advise that each of our current SKUs of Solace e-liquids remain available for sale. We have received confirmation from FDA that they have no intention of initiating an enforcement action against any of these products without first providing advance written notice. You may be aware that on September 14, 2021, our subsidiary received a letter from the FDA Center for Tobacco Products advising that certain of these products received a marketing denial. We believe this letter to be an error and took legal action in order to protect our rights. On October 7, 2021, FDA rescinded its MDO, which had the effect of placing all of these branded e liquid products back under review. FDA noted that our PMTA did, in fact, include such elements as randomized control trials comparing tobacco flavored ends to flavored ends, as well as several cross sectional surveys evaluating patterns of use, likelihood of use, and perceptions in current smokers, current ends users, former tobacco users, and never users. So this is a good step forward. Um, It's important that we do our best to speak up as the government and its agencies are attempting to push with regulation. We have a huge community of vapors. Much of us used to be smokers. Do you remember what it was like when you smoked? There's a reason why. You found a solution like nicotine devices. There's a reason why you sought it out. This is the other aspect that I think is important to educate kids on. I am guilty of this, that over the years I have had um, young people within the age limit, so 21 and above, who have come into my retail store wanting to purchase products like this, and I have asked questions like, well, have you ever smoked? Their answer is no. And I proceeded to let them know that it was probably a bad choice to proceed with that habit. If you've never been addicted, don't. Don't ever get addicted. There's no reason for you to consume nicotine products if you've never actually smoked cigarettes for a prolonged period of time most people don't know that the brain and body create something similar to nicotine this is very much why addiction happens when you introduce it externally internally the body says well we don't need to create this anymore and so it stops with cigarettes there's thousands of chemicals with these nicotine pens and these devices We're talking about a handful of ingredients. Ultimately, one is better than the other. I can speak as a -a pack-a-day smoker for over 15 years that I prefer vaping to get my nicotine needs versus smoking. But that is with the understanding that I was a smoker. So, what do you guys think? That's going to be it for today. There will be more news as time goes on. These regulations are pretty strict, and I do know that the larger brands out there are pushing back. I did hear about a week ago that some of the larger brands in this industry are beginning to push back aggressively towards the regulations that the FDA has been um, enforcing upon them. What may come out of it, I don't know. But it's about time they begin to exercise some of their rights. I understand that many of you may not like this idea. Some of you may have kids who are addicted to nicotine. But lucky for them, it's still early. If you can get them off, they may be much better off down the road. I can tell you from experience that when I started smoking at the age of 14 and 15... I did not feel a physical addiction to nicotine for the next seven to eight years after that. So I could go without a cigarette for days, not really feeling the actual physical symptoms. This has to do with a couple of facts. One is the lungs haven't fully developed yet, but the brain also is in development the brain for males begins to fully develop at around 25. And this is where some of those brain receptors that interact with the nicotine come in play. And so my point is that if you have kids that are under 20 who are using nicotine products, they have hope. And they're not physically addicted yet. And ultimately... If they don't stop by the age of 22 or 23, those physical symptoms are going to manifest, and chances are it'll be harder for them to actually stop. This is from personal experience and research, but this is what I have seen going through the process and experiencing it for myself. As always, I appreciate you guys. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you.